You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 159. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 159. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, my love. Well, hello, thou. Ooh, are we doing voices today? Um, just that one. Just, just that's all just, you got. That's all I got. That's all I've got in the lineup. I don't have the energy. Today. I don't. Yeah, I really it's don't. it's a ho- it's the devil's weather in California. Yeah, it's pretty toasty. Yuck. So yeah, there's so, that. Yeah, so at least if- it's dry heat. Yeah, well, so is fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So welcome to the all of the podians out there. That's right. Hey, pod people. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, pod people? So we have a fantastic topic for you today, which is how to stop sabotaging yourself. Ooh, the old saboteur. I saboteur. Like it. Yeah. In fact, when I went through coaching school, that is what we always called the inner critic. That uh, is, we didn't call it that inner voice, a gremlin or an inner critic. We called it the saboteur. The saboteur. So apparently, it was from France. Apparently, <laughs> does he have a French accent? <laughs> like, Does he call you at home? <laughs> Does he have a dorsal fin? Do you know him? Does he call you at home? Do you have a dorsal fin? <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you do not know already, there's a couple of new things that we've been doing on the show. One is that now you can be privy to all of our exciting inside jokes that we do. So if uh, you... We, oh yeah? I'm, no, I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah. So if you go to... Whatever episode, thejoyjunkie.com slash 159, you will find a list of all of the movie references, hopefully if I can find videos where you can view, oh my gosh. you know, like a little snippet on YouTube or something like that. Oh, that's um, a nice little fun addition. Well, yeah, a, an, a audience member mentioned it and said, I would love to know, like you should put links to that stuff so we can get your inside jokes because we... <laughs> We do them all the time, and then we repeat them all the time. (laughs) So that's a fun little fact. And then another thing that we're doing is a quick little shout-out to some of the amazing members of the Joy Junkie community who have shared their thoughts of the show via iTunes. So this week, we have an awesome review that came in by Pink Sparkly Juju. That is the handle that was used. Pink Sparkly Juju. Which I know who you are, Pink Sparkly Juju. <laughs> I have, yes. You so know this person. Huh? I know who she is. And uh, so she gives this show five stars and says, it's the real deal. I have become totally addicted to this super fab podcast. Amy and Mr. Smith talk about real life stuff. I love that. Stuff. She, she spelled it stuff. Real life stuff. And give actual steps to take towards self-development. They are authentic and funny as heck. Thank Thanks to you two for being the real effing deal. So that's a very nice thing to say. I love how she said "heck" and "effing." Right. 
because iTunes will censor you. They That's true. W- like if you if you write shit, they'll put like little asterisks and stuff they like will. that. Yeah, yeah. They don't let you write it in a review. Oh. But who knows? Maybe not everybody in the audience is as foul mouthed as I. It's rated G. That's right. That's right. So huge shout out to Pink Sparkly Juju. And if you would like to get a lovely shout out from either myself or Mr. Smith on the pod, we would, we're not above begging and we have done it plenty of times. Please, (laughs) please, please, please give us a review via iTunes. If you go to any show notes page, which obviously this one will be thejoyjunkie.com slash 159, you can click on, uh, there's a little description there that tells you exactly how to go about submitting an iTunes review and we might read yours on the show so I'm always so incredibly honored that people are willing to take the time to jump through those hoops and we really really appreciate it yes so um what did you hear that wait a minute wait wait I think I I hear yeah babe do you hear it we interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. I thought so. Yeah. I had a feeling. So we have a free shit alert that accompanies this pod. And we haven't done this for quite a while, but I have a, a corresponding worksheet that is going to go with all of the content that I give you today. So you definitely want to swing by thejoyjunkie.com slash 159 for this particular episode, and you're going to see a, a bright yellow button that says get your free cheat sheet. So you just click that button, and we'll send it directly to your email. And you will be able to print that out or you can fill it out online as we go through this. But then that way you can really take the information that we're working on today and apply it. So if you are listening to this while you're driving or you're working out or you're cooking or doing your makeup or whatever, please just make the commitment to go get that and set aside some time for you to actually implement this stuff. Put it in your calendar. Exactly. You know, we've said this many, 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 many times. One of my favorite things to say is you cannot read a book on Pilates and get a rockin' body. You actually have to do something differently. And I find that when you put pen to paper and really start crafting a plan or start dissecting things a little bit, that's when it actually gets you into action and you create some really serious change. So be sure to get, get your freebie. Get your free shit, people. So, I think you might have a little segment, Oh, is that my segment, too? Oh, wow, we're just full of them today. Would you rather? Yeah, so, today's would you rather is, would you rather eat raw horse or eat cooked cat? Oh, my God. I know. I know. That's awfully macabre, Mr. Smith. <laughs> I love your reference. Isn't that the best Very word? Very obscure, but... I love that word. Um, wow. Oh, my... A raw horse. That yeah. is just... Uh, so, it's like sushi. You eat raw fish. I know. But, but isn't it crazy how we we rationalize who is who is our edible? friend and who is our... Like, both of those are friends. They're not... Friends, they're right? Not, you least, don't eat either of those. At least in this country. Yeah. In the in, yeah, some I, horse. I guess a horse does get eaten, but not. It's, oh my god! I don't not even like know. Cow or anything. I yeah. Know. So, would you feel comfortable eating raw horse, or would you rather eat a cooked cat? 
Oh, man. You'd have to know. You'd have to know what it was like. Both are so bad. So it's not like just unknowingly right. somebody gives it to me. I think I would pick the cooked cat. I would just for salmonella reasons. <laughs> just for health reasons. Like you'd get a lot less germs if you ate a cooked animal than you would a raw animal. That's exactly right. I don't know where this horse has been. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought someone was barbecuing. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. But then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. I don't know who who he's been with. That's that's exactly right. <sighs> what his history is. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it just but the seems... cat, like, at least it's cooked and you've got, like, cooked the bacteria out of it. Oh, man. But those are. Those are two animals I've never eaten. Wow. I've eaten a lot of animals, not those two. Okay. On that note. They're just trying to fit into your macabre-ness <laughs> or whatever. You, how many in, like insects have you eaten? Have you eaten a lot of insects? Oh, yeah. Crickets, grasshoppers, scorpions. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Did you eat them? Flies. Um, beetles. Oh, my God. Uh, I think that's it. But were they made in as a food item, or was it like just like hacking into a, a grasshopper? Well, when we did... Um, when we did survival training, you had to eat just raw. Oh, in the military. Right. But when I was wow. when I was overseas, we would, you know, there were delicacies like scorpions and, and chocolate-covered crickets. But, and yeah, they had to be killed like They were cooked for. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. My God. So, clearly <laughs> so fear is not a factor for you. <laughs> Little Joe Rogan shout out. That's right. Uh, wow. Okay, so let's move into how to stop sabotaging yourself and again you want to have the cheat sheet that accompanies this pod again you can find that on the show notes page at thejoyjunkie.com slash 159 so one of the reasons why well let me let me start here self-sabotaging behavior is really just acting in ways or eliciting behavior that is not conducive to what you really want so it's kind of these conflicting the competing elements of usually immediate gratification versus what I really want in the grand scheme of my life. So a great example would be immediate gratification of texting your ex when you know that's like sabotaging your growth and trying to move on and establish healthier relationships or find a a better suitor for yourself. And so you know that's what you really want. You really want in the grand scheme of your life to move on. But the immediate feel good is usually based in I'm lonely and I'm needy and I want somebody to tell me I matter and maybe I'll feel better if I get a good response from this person. So let me reach out. Mm. And so it's behavior that you are doing that that does not align with what you really, really want. Another easy way to talk, talk about this is in the form of diet and exercise. Obviously, the immediate feel good is to eat the cake or the the you know ben pizza, yeah, or to skip the workout. Ben and Jerry's, Oreos, I mean you name it, Skittles, <laughs> Snickers bars, go with any go. of those. Go go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to cheer you on with that, <laughs> but yeah. So the immediate gratification that's what's usually the hardest to surmount and remember that we're usually in pursuit of a greater vision in that particular category of our lives. So 
there's a piece to giving yourself some compassion that usually making the stronger choice is usually harder. It's harder to say no to the pizza. It's harder to actually go to the gym. It's hard to actually delete somebody from your phone or from your Facebook account. So there's a piece to sabotaging behavior in understanding that a lot of times we sabotage because it's just fucking easier. It's easier. It's It's more, it's comfortable. It's way more comfortable or Another huge sabotaging behavior that people will have is when they get into relationships, if it doesn't, if it, if there's any little red flag or cause for alarm, instead of talking about it and working it out, it's like, uh, I'm just going to close this down and I'm going to run away and they're not for me. And so you kind of sabotage yourself in getting to know people or having rich relationships like that because you you tend to go to this easier behavior. It's easier to run away than it is to extend yourself and to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and put yourself out there. That totally makes sense. So we usually will sabotage ourselves primarily based in some kind of fear. So I want you to think about what area of your life you tend to put the brakes on. Where do you say, I really want to go back to school or I really want to start dating again or I really would love to start a family or I would love to start my own business or what are the things that you say, here's what I want and then you do behaviors that are exactly opposite. Mm-hmm. We all have those, don't we? We all do. We all do it again because it's easier. It's less effort to sabotage so most of the time. You know, you don't ever see somebody who has amazing success who said that was fucking easy. So yeah, you have to get uncomfortable. Right? right? You have to extend yourself and you have to work hard. Yeah. In any of these instances, if you lose 100 pounds or even if you lose 10 pounds, that involves a lot of fucking hard work. It's easier to sabotage yourself. So just if you're getting on your case or you're starting to beat yourself up about, I always get in my own way, or I always sabotage myself, give yourself that permission and that compassion that of course you do, because that's way fucking more fun. A lot easier, for sure. Right? It's way easier than working hard, okay? And if you have really determined that there's something you want to change, shift, or grow, Now you have to push through that uncomfortable piece. Now you actually have to be responsible to make some steps to do that hard work. So because a lot of times we'll do this based off of fear, I'm going to put a couple of links to some podcasts that we've done specifically on fear to dig into maybe what you're really afraid of. But I really want you to start looking at, first of all, like I said, identify what that area is for you. What is that thing that you keep? For me, I'll, I'll just throw myself out there right now. The thing that I keep saying that I want is massive speaking career. And it's the thing I do that put the least amount of effort into, mm-hmm. right? And I always have these excuses and I kind of sabotage that whole piece of my business. Yeah. Because I am fucking terrified. I am so scared that it won't actually end up happening. So, and you know, as I work on it and I work with my coach about it, I'm able to kind of untangle that a little bit more. But I want you to identify, first of all, what's that area for you? And then second of all, what are you afraid of? And usually that happens when you sabotage. 
when you reach out to the ex, when you opt not to go to a business networking group that you think is going to make a massive change for you. There's usually a fear that's happening right when you choose the sabotaging behavior. So what is it in those moments? What is really happening? Hmm. You know, and so sometimes it's around worthiness. It's a lot of times it's around worthiness when we sabotage with addiction type of behaviors like addiction to food or alcohol. There's usually something in fear of addressing what's really going on with you. We don't want to feel our emotions. We don't want to feel sadness. So we will turn to something that numbs it. Oh, yeah. You know, we do that with like chronic gaming or drowning yourself in a Netflix series or you know, numbing out on Facebook, anything that is a deliberate, I don't want to address something is usually a sabotaging behavior that is motivated from a place of I'm afraid of something. Like, what if I'm not really worthy? What if I go after this thing and I don't get it? What if I approach dating again and I get rejected over and over again? So start working with that fear. And I will mention too that I don't cover any of this stuff in the actual cheat sheet that you're getting. So you will want to, you know, take some notes and kind of think about this preliminarily prior to getting into that cheat sheet because the cheat sheet is going to help you with a lot of your day in and day out stuff that's happening for you. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. How do you balance what is like adequate? relax downtime and what is putting something off well that's a great that's a great question and I would say probably the first piece is your intuition like intuitively I know that I've made a shit ton of excuses about my speaking stuff so I know that I am avoiding right so my intuition is definitely telling me like I I'm not fooling myself basically Right. Right. I, my, my question, I guess, is that, you know, as a saboteur, like as that alter ego or oui, oui. devil on your shoulder or whatever you want to say. Right. Right. That gremlin. It, it's easy to misconstrue what is deserve this downtime or versus you don't really need to do that right now. Right. Right. Yeah. So like that's a, a nuance. Yeah. That's that your inner speak talks to you through sure so that's why I asked that question is I think that's probably that's where I get caught yeah and there so you're not gonna like this but there's no definitive answer to that (laughs) and it's very unique case by case and I think what what it really comes down to is moderation and chronic ways of being so for instance there's no problem to you know, vent and complain about a situation that was really frustrating for you. That's very different than having a way of being of constantly complaining. Oh, yeah. Like you right. just are a complainer. Same is true for I'm going to let myself, you know, have an hour to dick around on Facebook is very different than every day when I get home instead of going after this new career field that I'm really interested in, I zone out on Facebook for four hours every single night. So it's where it becomes habitual. And that's really a perfect segue to what we're going to talk about that's on the worksheet because we're looking at chronic ways of being. And a lot of that can be analyzed through your day in and day out behavior. What you actually 
do each mm-hmm. day? What do your days look like? That's why I'm always talking about when you look at your calendar and your agenda, you're looking at the most important things in your life. So if your spouse isn't on there, if your kids aren't on there, if your self-care isn't on there, like you're looking at your priorities. So your behavior in, day in and day out, that is that in alignment with what you really want for your world. And I'll tell you this kind of concept really hit home for me many years ago when I found myself kind of in the dumps, kind of sad and kind of depressed and and through working with my coach at the time, and this was many years ago, this was prior to the pod, this was prior to even getting involved in theater arts, I was looking at my day in and day out life and I was going, oh my God, all of the things that I know that are healthy habits for me, like getting out of the house and being <laughs> yeah. with other, yeah, I, mean, hermit. I mean, that's a reality of running your business from home Sure, is Absolutely. isolation. And so I realized that I really wasn't honoring human connection, which I knew fueled me and lit me up. I wasn't doing creative projects, which are imperative to my health. I wasn't taking care of my body or doing morning rituals to start my day off well. So a lot of my habits were incongruent with what I was saying I wanted. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're, we're going to, through this next little section, we're going to start lining those things up. Oh, cool. But you really have to look at, first of all, where are those major sticking points for you? What category of life? Is it diet, exercise, wellness, career, money, relationships, friendships? Like Pick one. Yeah. Nail down, <laughs> or nail down a handful. Usually yeah. we have a couple that are more potent at different chapters of, of our life, sure. right? Obviously mine right now would be career. It's, I've been sharing about the speaking stuff. So where is that? I always get in my own way around this particular issue. So then we're going to, what we're going to do, and you'll see this in your worksheets, is we're going to start analyzing your behavior and environment and self-talk. And we're going to start looking at your day in and day out habits. And we're going to look at keeping them, stopping them, or starting them. And you'll see this in that that cheat sheet where you can write them out and then you can kind of graph it out really easily. So be sure you get your hands on that. Plus there's a little segment where I kind of review this a little bit. So it gives you a little more perspective and some examples and such. So so definitely take take a hold of that. I'm glad you have a cheat sheet for this one. I know. It's yeah. it's it, because we're we're taking a lot of data. There's a lot of things that we do in in our lives on a daily basis that we can very easily start to tweak. You know, if you know that, for instance, uh, get like for you, you know, getting up earlier and working out in the morning, it works for you. Yeah. That really works for you. So on your sheet, you would definitely write keep, you know. Okay. That is, that's a way that I support what I want instead of getting in the way of what I want, which is what we do when we sabotage. Right. Right. And that doesn't mean that getting up early is fucking rainbows and waterfalls or that you can't wait every time you wake up. But it's I'm pushing through this discomfort because I recognize what's happening and I'm in service of a greater goal. Yes. Right. That's right. So the thing you really want. Exactly. So there's also an element, again, to give yourself compassion that 
You probably aren't always going to want to eat the damn kale. And you're probably not always going to want to get up <laughs> at 6.30. Or you're not going to want to not text your ex or stop stalking his Facebook page. So know that there's going to be that resistance because of the ease of giving in. The ease of sabotaging. It's easier to do that. For sure. Is what I'm saying. So here, I want you to start looking at three major categories. Okay. I want you to look at your behavior each day. So an example, if you have been beating yourself up about getting back in the dating game, but you stalk your ex out on Facebook, or you stalk his new girlfriend or wife or boyfriend or whoever on Facebook, and that is occupying your time and energy, that right there is an example of self-sabotaging behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay, That is something you are doing, and you can choose to do something else. Hashtag can't let go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, babe. <laughs> so another, let's see, another example would be if you know that you hate your job, you really want to make a new career transition, and you know that you have a, a ton of resources, podcasts you could listen to about changing careers, or you could start researching different fields of study or degrees or industries, and you choose every day to come home and play Xbox or veg out watching Netflix or television or play your game or whatever. That is a behavior that you are choosing that you can now start to choose something else. And that, over time, becomes your habits, right? So I want you to start analyzing your particular behavior, your choices of action, and start labeling them keep, stop, or start. So an example of a start might be looking back and going, you know what? And so this is something I did for myself. I know that if I have a little morning ritual of burning incense and having my coffee and I usually draw a little goddess card. I do like a little hippie situation. I kind of have this little morning pattern that I do that really sets up my my day for success. So, nice. so that one now is definitely a keep. I'm going to keep doing that. But there was a time when I had to, to start back doing that. So just a great way to look at that is to look at things that worked well in the past. Like if you know, oh my gosh, I, I do so much better when I take vitamins every single day or when I stretch. You know, if you have ailments where you know stretching every... Oh, I remember I used to do that four years ago and that made such a difference. That's a start. You're going to start that up again. It's going to be very easy, the stuff you need to stop. Like, okay, well, I'm going to try to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking at night or I'm going to stop... Crack pipe. Stalking my ex. I'm going to stop texting my ex. I'm going to stop zoning out of... You know, those are very easy. But the way to look at what, what might I want to start doing is to look at what are the things that you know you work well with. So for instance, when you and I have talked about fitness and how we take care of our own personal health and wellness, it looks very, very different from one another. It's very different, yeah. So I know I thrive by doing home workouts. So I know if I'm going to start working out again, I know not to say, okay, let me go buy a gym membership. 
that's not going to help me stick to that habit. Right. Right? You know that's exactly what you need to do. And you need to do it early in the morning. So you can kind of look back at like, when was I really jazzed or really on top of my health and fitness? When was I really on top of my goals and my ambitions? When was I really on top of who I wanted to be in a relationship or, you know, is there anything that you can recollect of here's daily habits that worked really well? Yeah. Right? The second thing that I want you to pay very, very close attention to is environment. So, this and when when I say environment, I want this to be synonymous with your choice of friendships, your tribe. A lot of times it's your workplace. And your workplace you can really start looking at are there are there people, for instance, if you really want to lose weight, but you're used to hanging out and going to lunch with everybody at at your office who makes really poor choices, they laugh at people and make fun of people who care about their health and wellness, that's your choice right there, to surround yourself with an environment that is not supporting your goals. So can you still make positive choices? Sure, of course, but you're making it a shit ton harder on yourself by having these people in your life or this this environment around you. So that piece is looking at are there elements to my day in and day out habits and life that I could alter in some way either scaling down on relationships or not being available to go to lunch with certain people or taking time to journal or work out during lunches or evenings or whatever so just know that whoever and whatever you spend your time with and you occupy your time with you're saying these are the this is the important energy for me to be around. So is that true? Are you choosing positive energy around you? Are you choosing supportive people? Mm-hmm. So that's another piece that I want you to start looking at. And then the third element is your self-talk because that's another conditioned habitual behavior of day in and day out how you are speaking to yourself. And I will also put links to some, you know, kind of inner self-talk. <coughs> Typically, we'll call it, you know, your inner shit talker. So I'll put some links to specifically around self-talk to help you with that. But a lot of times, these will all be tied together. So there will be behaviors or elements to your environment, who you're surrounding yourself with, that either help or hurt your self-talk. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, for instance, you we all have those family members that we just start talking mad shit to ourselves because we're just so uncomfortable being around those people. Right? They bring out the worst in us. We start second-guessing ourselves. We start feeling awful. We start being motivated by guilt. And then all this negative self-talk starts to filter in. Or perhaps there's behaviors. Like, every time you zone out on Facebook for four hours the next day, you're so mad at yourself. Like, you're just so mean. I'd be mad, too. Four hours on Facebook's a lot. I mean, it, it, it. but it can happen. It can creep up like that. You're like, whose fucking vacation photos are these? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Who are these people? And they say there's not a time machine. It's a, it is such a total time machine. But so are there certain behaviors or people that you surround yourself with that either help or hurt your self-talk? So that's another avenue, another vehicle to start analyzing Because, yes, of course, we beat ourselves up about shit all the time. But if there are 
behaviors and actions or people and environment that we can control and scale down or say no or shift or alter, oh my God, why would we not make our job easier? Right? Right. right. Especially if they are becoming <laughs> chronic, where we're talking habit, where this is happening constantly, day in and day out. So that's what I want you to do. That is your action plan. Or that's your your step-by-step is to figure out where are the areas that you self-sabotage? What is happening when you actually do that? And are there is there a fear related? Are you actually afraid of something? And then I want you to take out your worksheet and I want you to start looking at the habits that you need to keep, stop, or start. And the places to look are to examine the your behavior in action, your environment or the people you surround yourself with, and your self-talk and look at what in those categories do I need to keep, stop, or start. Nice. And then after you've identified all of that on your cheat sheet and kind of written it out and looked at that, I want you to create some sort of action plan. Like how do you take that from paper into your daily life? And and, and really start small. I would not, I wouldn't, Go like, okay, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to work out and then I'm going to go research this brand new career and I'm going to start dating and I'm going to start doing, just start small, calm down. Like don't, you don't have to get too freaked out about it. Just start creating an action plan. Start with one particular category and look at what could I do? Maybe if I start doing a quick guided meditation, I can get a new app on my phone, on my smartphone, and I can listen to that for five minutes every morning. And that's something I know I can change. And I know when I used to do it, it would set me up for a successful day. That's a small step. That's a very, very small step. Yeah. And then you can always, as soon as you conquer a new habit that you wanted to have inside of your regular schedule, then you can go and pick another one and go, okay, cool. That really does foster my growth or fosters more of an alignment with the things I want in my life versus what I do not. Okay, cool. That works. That's awesome. And then this one, I'm going to try doing this thing. All it is, you guys, all it is is action. That's it. It's moving past what's easy in the moment and changing a different course of action. And also, please know that we're talking about massive decades of change in some cases, right? So if you do find where you zone out on Facebook for four hours or you do make that poor text choice to your ex or you do eat the entire pizza or you do something (laughs) sabotaging, one of my favorite personal mantras is from the book and movie, Anne of Green Green Gables, that was written by Lucy Maud Montgomery. And it says, tomorrow is fresh with no mistakes. I love it. And I use that all the time. When I've had a rough day, when I wasn't a joy fucking junkie, when I was a little too cranky, when I let my inner critic get the better of me, (laughs) I always say, tomorrow is fresh with no mistakes. So you can acknowledge that, okay, I sabotage. Bless your heart, my God. You're trying to change some very deep-rooted behaviors and modes of of operandi. (laughs) Right. Right? So... Of course you're going to have some setbacks. You're not going to always be flawless and, and perfect. Of course not. 
You know, uh, something else that might help here just on a neurological level is what triggers you. Like uh, when you look at the neurons of the brain, there's pathways that uh, electricity travels, right? That's how our brain works. And we build these pathways and they start to become easy to travel down because they've been traveled before. Right. Right. So we have to, but the cool thing about our brain is you can change those pathways. Now, you got to get out your machete and cut through the brush, mm -hmm. right? And start creating a new path. But what are the, the big super highways that lead you down the rabbit hole, mm. right? And then think about, okay, what's the, what's the path less traveled and how do I start building a path down that way? Right, so it. looking at those things helps rebuild your neural pathways so that when you do get triggered by something, like for me, like coming down a certain street on the way home makes me want to buy a candy bar. Oh, really? Because I go right past my favorite place to get a candy bar. Okay. And when I turn there, this trigger goes off in my head of, oh, it's candy bar time. Interesting. So I stop going down that road. Okay. Right? So I've changed that neural pathway and my actual path. pathway, <laughs> <laughs> right? Your so literal pathway. <laughs> my literal pathway, and I'm using that in the literal way, not um, in the millennial way. That's right. <laughs> Drives me crazy. I love um, me too. Anyway, uh, so that might just be something to add to that: is look for those little triggers that take you down the bad paths, and then make a different choice at that moment. I love that. I love that. And it's also so poignant and so paralleled to it being really hard to make a healthier choice. Like, I would guess that the first time you started driving that different route, it was far more challenging than it is now. Right. So it's yeah. always like the first time you block somebody <laughs> yeah. or delete them from your phone that's the hardest because that is the most abrupt change to that neural pathway. Right. Right? Same thing. The, the first day of your diet or the first day you lift weights is the fucking hardest. For sure. The first day that you stop, you know, the behavior of going, just watching Netflix all day or whatever it is. The first day you decide to research a new career path instead is the fucking hardest. Right. Because you are cutting through all that brush to get where you're going, yeah. <laughs> right? It's muddled, it's confused, you're not clear on where you're going. But the other pathway is so comfortable because it's like it's nice and paved and there's no bumps in the road, you know it well. You know how to sabotage. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So all of that to say, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, all of that to really underline compassion with yourself, compassionate with baby steps, sometimes even turtle steps, that we're making some serious change with things that are really comfortable to stay the same, right? Yeah. So one thing at a time, sometimes one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time. Hashtag turtle steps? Question mark? <laughs> All right, guys. So I think that's everything I have. Uh, be sure, again, to swing by thejoyjunkie.com slash 159 and get your cheat sheet so you can Free really, shit alert. really, exactly, get some change happening. And it happens so much more. It's like magic when you actually write it out and you don't just think about it like, oh, yeah, 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 that'll be a good idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be a good idea. Like yeah. you got to get it out on paper. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
Thank you for your input. Anything else? Nope. All right. That's it. So we will see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm.